Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hey guys, we're back, Baruch Hashem, with another Hachzik. This is going to be number 18, Monday, and we are, excuse me, going to be starting from Omisheno Mevin from number 77. But before that, I didn't have the chance yesterday to read this. It was just like, we're starting to go over time. I don't want to go over time. But really on 76, if you have the English yet, on the bottom, understanding the seven qualities, this is very worth mentioning. As mentioned in O23, the seventh quality that Chovetel Valvot lists over here, it corresponds to the fifth quality he said back in chapter two. Here, however, he presents this quality differently than he did over earlier. In chapter two, Chovetel Valvot wrote that for a provider to be relied upon without reservation, he must be the only one who has managed the person's affairs throughout the person's life, from the moment of conception to the moment of death. And since the provider has bestowed so much goodness upon him from his birth until this point in time, the person has a secure basis to rely on that provider for future needs as well. Basically, over there, that was the fifth one back in the second chapter. And over there, he said, you would only want to put your bitachon, your faith inside somebody who you know has a great track record. You know, he's been giving you since the beginning and will continue to do that. Here, however, Choven Lovavot writes that one must recognize that everything in the world has defined a limit and has been decreed in advance by the creator and no one can add to that limit or detract from it. At first glance, it seems like two different points. In truth, though, they're interrelated. And the point mentioned here is a direct outgrowth from the fundamental point recorded in chapter two, meaning that understand, to say that you're going to put your trust in somebody like by chapter two, the fifth step, which is that who's been with me always from the beginning. That's step one. Now, an outgrowth of that is a thought, huh? He's been the one who's been there with me from the beginning. Everything though, meaning not just me being born, but who my parents are, who my brothers and sisters are going to be, or lack thereof. The money that I had, or the poverty that I brought up in, the country that I lived in, all those different things were there as well since the beginning. Meaning, I wasn't born in a bubble. I was born with so much around me. That means that he was the one involved in every which way possible, in all those things as well. So it has to be an outgrowth of that understanding. And certainly that, and only that, is the one that you want to go and put your trust in. Let's keep on going now. Now, somebody who doesn't really understand the way of the world. You may think that something that occurs, something that just happens, that um, he thinks that that is what produces a change in your life. All of a sudden, gas prices go up. Oh, no, I have to spend some more money. Or all of a sudden, the stock market isn't doing so well or higher interest rates, meaning higher interest rates will make it that now I can't buy a house. Let's just say, right? So the cause is higher interest rates. And now the effect that I can't buy a house. I think that the change before I was about to buy a house, now it changed I can't buy a house. Why? Because there's this thing called interest rates that went up a lot. And so now I don't want to pay those high rates. Vietnam and that they transform from one state to another. But however, in truth, he says, the cause is too weak and inconsequential to cause the change or transformation on its own. Meaning, even this immediate cause, it's not the main power or thrust behind why there was a change. For example, he says, we see a, a single wheat kernel can produce 300 ears of, of wheat. 
And let's face it, in each one of those ears, you have 30 kernels. That's 30 times 300. So that one kernel can cause tens of thousands of new kernels to come out. 30 times 300 is 9,000. Can anyone fail to recognize that the power in this kernel is too weak to produce such a huge amount? And the same goes for all the other seeds that are sown and planted. Meaning a tiny seed can sprout and grow into this tall tree. And that over years of years, it can produce thousands, let's say an apple seed, thousands of fruit. And each of those containing its own seeds. And we say the same thing regarding man, that a person comes from a tibat zera. The same is true when you have a large fish that came from a tiny, tiny fish egg, although it was this tiny thing. In each of these cases, the immediate cause, like the tiny fish egg, couldn't possibly have by itself produced such a large fish. Obviously, there's like a guarding force making that natural cause happen. So the same is true for all causes. Hashem uses a system of what we'll call cause and effect to bring about the result of what he desires, but in his guidance that controls that system and his power that leads, these minor causes bring about major results. Meaning, you look in the seed, if you crack open this little seed, you're just going to get nothing, dirt. It's a piece of stone, this seed. But we know, we know that the seed can produce thousands of other wheat kernels, etc. How does that happen? It's because there is a koach, a power, that's causing and affecting. Causing and affecting means the ground you're standing on. Where'd that come from? The nutrients put into that ground. The rain that came down when it was supposed to and it was not supposed to. The farmer, his farming equipment, the beating heart of the farmer, and the blood that flows through his veins going up to his brain, giving him the know-how of how to go and to till the soil, then break into the soil, then to plant the seed, then to water the seed, and when to harvest it. How to get it from there out into the world or for it to then become another seed. That's all part of its cause and effect. Alone inside its own bubble, that seed would just stay lying dormant without any kind of possibility. Now, if I were to ask you, how did the seed come about? You'd say, well, it was planted and it grew. So you saw a direct cause to effect. It was planted and then it grew. But a thinking person, he tells us, would take a step back to realize that in order for any process to have to work, from a fish egg into a fish, from a human being inside uh, being a tipa uh, zera to becoming a walking, talking person, there are many causes and effects that must take place. And somebody goes and recognizes that, realizes that the one who I want to put my trust in is the one who has the handle and control on all of these things. So now will criticize people who anxiously try to make things happen in the way that they want it to happen before. And so Anybody who's driving himself crazy to try to make quicker what it is that Hashem has made in his time. Somebody decides that I want those seeds to grow out of the ground tomorrow. It's a six-month process. Tomorrow, I need it tomorrow. And you push, you cry, and you call, and you're done. There's, 
Hashem who makes the cause and effect. It's not you, no matter how much you bang on it. Right? The very famous Alashon is that you're sitting on a train, no matter how hard you bang the seat in front of you, the train isn't going to drive any quicker. Or to delay what has already been determined. Or to increase something that's been decreased, or to increase something that's been plentiful. In the way that this world works, Except, now there is an exception, except where it's leading to trying to fulfill a mitzvah or doing something in the Torah. Let's see, 30 on the bottom. That is, unless one's preoccupation is geared towards performing mitzvahs, in which case he should exert himself to the greatest extent possible. So we'll explain in the next chapter the well-known saying of the Chachamim, everything is in the hands of Hashem except for fear of Hashem. So there may be something, if you want to give a look here on the bottom, we don't have time for right now, but he does talk about that a little bit deeper. However, in the regular way of things, finally reflecting on your weakness, in the truth of what Hashem already knows and will do, tovot anhagato, and there's a foolishness in just failing to understand how Hashem is the one who's managing everything possible. 31. A person may claim to believe that Hashem knows in advance everything that will occur. But if he expends too much effort in trying to change matters, it demonstrates that his conviction in this area is weak or he just doesn't really believe that Hashem knows what's best for him. If somebody is just constantly trying to break it and fight it and stop it, you have to let Hashem do what Hashem does. You have to appreciate, oh, wow, we didn't know I missed. We have to appreciate this control that it is that Hashem is doing Inside this world, I apologize, just time-wise, we, 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 we got to go now. So let's, I think we got the point. For all the times, that there's a time for everything. And Shlomo Mel tells us these 28 uh, different matters. That uh, height upon height is still waiting for Hashem to go to do uh, what he does. So the way that Hashem will carry out his decrees, they're way too hidden, they're way too profound and beyond what it is that we can possibly understand by seeing just their one little part. By seeing one little part of it, we can't get the full-on process. Example, Shaul HaMelech, who saw one little part that he said, how can I kill all of the Amalekim? But he didn't see the whole on process. There's a Haman, all these other different things. He couldn't understand that Koshke and Klalan, their entire totality, that the same way that Shema is from hearts, the heavens are above the land. That is how far Hashem's understanding is from us. So for a person to stop and appreciate that Hashem knows better, Hashem has it over there. He's the cause and effect of everything else. So of course, it makes sense to probably talk on him. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.